right, Leonard, Leonard Skinner, simple man. That means only one thing. All things complicated. Bill O'Reilly claims to be a simple man. He's not exactly a simple man. What does a simple man, Bill O'Reilly, do? Well, over Christmas, you've got your big tour with President Trump, which is awesome. Uh, and I, I know there's not many tickets left, but a couple are at, at BillOReilly.com. How are you, my friend? I just finished signing a thousand books, Hannity. <laughs> okay. One thousand books. You know how many I signed for my last book? No kidding. Yeah. How many? Over 75,000. Is that right? Did really? That's impressive. Linda, true or false? That's impressive. 100% true and very painful. Yeah. Well, everybody wants the killing book, killing the mob for Christmas. Um, keep dad and granddad. No, quiet. everybody wants killing Hannity. When that when that one comes out, I'm that'll be the it, best Hannity. of all bestsellers. Yeah, I'm working on it. You really go in a grisly <laughs> way, but you really do. By the way, it's all true. Uh-huh. Um, uh, let me start with I am Bill. And I know most people, if you're looking at ratings, and you're like a ratings genius, right? Yeah. Uh, in television. And and I mean that. I, I, you're, you really understand television. You understand ratings, all of that. You probably wouldn't spend a lot of time on foreign policy, right? It, Correct. If, if, it's not the, the issue, the sexy issue that people want to talk about. It's not the water, co- uh, water cooler topic. Here's my fear, though. We now have Vladimir Putin with 175,000 troops on the Ukrainian border. We know what Putin did when Biden and Obama were in office, Crimea, etc. We see the communist Chinese and President Xi. They're now talking about reunification Taiwan and flying their fighter jets over Taiwan airspace every other day and threatening to take over the country. Then you got Joe Biden literally lifting sanctions against the Mullahs in Iran that have now... Most people don't know this, align themselves with China and Russia. That is an unholy alliance that we may come to, as my mother used to say, rue the day. Now, my question is, again, it's it's not the, the, the hot topic of the day, but Bill O'Reilly, I am genuinely afraid this man is not capable of standing up to these regimes in the way that it would be necessary to stop these you know, geographic political ambitions of theirs? Well, that's the first question uh, this Saturday in Fort Lauderdale uh, that I'm going to ask Donald Trump. First question is a foreign policy question. Now, I did not intend to do that. Um, I intended to open up with the vax and COVID and how that affected him, his campaign, and how he got the vax so quickly and what, what that was all about. But I've shifted out now. Um, and the first question is going to be, okay, let's assess Putin. So he's not moving 175,000 troops on the Ukrainian border to meet with Hunter Biden, although I'm sure Hunter would meet with them if there was something in it for him. Um, he's basically intimidating the United States and NATO and saying, hey, if you guys uh, make any incursion or help Ukraine at all, then we're going in and we'll take it all. So... Mr. Biden has to then counter, right? He has to counter. Now, I'm not ready to, to condemn him or to say that he's so um, dense that he can't do it, because there's a way to prevent Putin from invading Ukraine, and that is to say, if you do that, international banks are no longer going to do business with you. And Putin's business is Putin. 
Everybody needs to know that. He's a billionaire, one of the richest men in the world. He's got most of his stash in Switzerland, where his girlfriend lives. And he made his money by kickbacks. Uh, from how, the how do you know where his girlfriend lives? Uh, Who Andy, is his girlfriend? I've never heard of this. Of but go ahead. Not. My knowledge is <laughs> This is the knowledge of the simple man. Keep going, right. Mr. Complicated. Keep so, going. So Biden's got a card, and you, and you saw a little toughness in Jake Sullivan, the national security advisor, who is just like a, usually he's, he's kind of like a Dartmouth grad. You pat him on the head and say, sure, Jake. But he was a little tough, you know, because they know they can strangle the Russian economy. And that's why I don't think that Putin's going to go in. He's going to, Putin likes all this, by the way. And, and I'm, that's one of my questions for Trump on Saturday. So, you know, Putin loves all the attention. He loves this. He loves to tweak the United States. Did you pick that up? That's what I'm going to ask Donald Trump. Um, you see, they're doing one other thing. I think this is important for our audience to know. They're also testing, for example, every time there's an aggressive action by China and Russia, it pretty much automatically activates America's response systems. And they're constantly looking to test what our response oh, systems sure. are. That's spy versus spy. Right. Uh, they're always looking at that. Now, China's a different story. China's all, China can't do anything until the Olympics are over. I mean, this is like 1935, where Hitler spent hundreds of millions of dollars to dress up Germany, show it to the world as a bastion of power, um, and and that's what she's doing now. So the Winter Olympics, China's not going to do anything, okay, until they're done. And then you don't know about Xi. And that's, again, why I'm so looking forward to these conversations. By the way, why the, won't the world China. take a stand against the forced labor camps and the treatment of Muslim minorities in China? Because they can't see it. That's why. You can't see it. I mean, you go out today and go to anybody you meet on the street and you go, hey, what about the Uyghurs? And I don't know who you're talking about. Are they a hockey team? I mean, is that the new Seattle hockey team? Sadly, you're right. Yeah. So if you see it with your eyes, then it becomes real. If you can't see it, it is not. And and she, I think, is much more brilliant than Putin. Um, and it's going to be so fascinating, Hannity. And I'm going to send you a couple of clips for next Wednesday on how Trump assesses these people with me. Because, as you said, I know a tremendous amount about both of them. I forgot your first two weekend, your first two shows, you got Tampa and then you got Orlando. No, I got Fort Lauderdale on Sorry. Saturday. Well, Tampa, FLA Fort Lauderdale. Live. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. FLA Live Arena. 3 o'clock Saturday, and then we go up Sunday, 3 o'clock, um, to Orlando with the Magic play. And so, and they're going to be huge throngs. By the way, if you want to look at uh, it live time, uh, get on my tweet, at Bill O'Reilly, because we'll be tweeting throughout the whole process here. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a detailed guy. Which is really what I'm interested in in, this, in these interviews, detail, uh, stuff that you don't know. And um, so anyway, that kicks off in Fort Lauderdale on Saturday in Orlando on Sunday. And the next weekend, we'll go to Houston and Dallas. Um, I think it's fascinating and interesting. And if people haven't picked up their tickets, go to BillOReilly.com. And I love the idea. Um, 
that you're doing this from a historical perspective because this was a historical presidency. Absolutely. You know, the question that is going to what's going to get interesting politically is one, if he let's see what happens in 2022. Um, I don't like the possibility that Roe and Casey could be overturned in an election year where Democrats. I think what they're going to do is turn and shift the viability from 23 weeks to 15 weeks. Now, Democrats will demagogue that, but it'll still be legal. And by the way, abortion doesn't go away if Roe's overturned anyway. It just goes back to the states. And and I thought it was bad law from the beginning because it infers a law that the Constitution does not not have for. The Supreme Court is not going to overturn Roe v. Wade. What it will do is empower states like Mississippi, because that's what they're hearing now, to have the uh, legal authority to regulate abortion. And then the states would say, like our state, New York, hey, you can abort uh, an unborn child anytime you want for any reason. You know, 20 minutes before birth, uh, go right ahead, knock yourself out. That's New York, California, Illinois. And, but states like Alabama, Mississippi, they're going to go 15 weeks and that's it. Unless it's, you know, catastrophe to the mother's health. But by the way, it should be a state decision anyway, in my view, legally, but put that aside. Okay, um, so that, I, I don't think that the abortion issue is going to tilt the 2022 midterms. What What that is all about barring any other catastrophe here, because as I say, I tell my audience on BillOReilly.com all the time, I don't think Joe Biden is governing day-to-day anymore. I don't, I don't think, think he is. I think he's declining yes, rapidly. rapidly. And, he, and he's not involved in the day-to-day process anymore. They just trot him out like today in Kansas City. Oh, my infrastructure bill is so great, you're going to get everything. And then he goes back, and that's it. So I'm not expecting a big comeback then who's running the country, Bill? I mean, I, I played a clip of Nancy Pelosi. She's not cognitively that much better. And Kamala Harris is an unmitigated disaster. She's who's out. running the country? Oh, this is a big unreported story. You used to see Kamala in the little mask standing behind Biden every two seconds, right? Remember that? No, they're, they're, uh, apparently she is a very tough boss, well, putting it nicely. But she's not around Biden much anymore. Because no, the Biden not. people, they do their own internal polling. You know this. But you see public polls like Gallup and all that. You don't see the internal polling. The internal polling on uh, Kamala Harris from the Democratic Party, I understand, is, is ferociously bad. It's, it's, it's publicly 28%. Yeah, she, among that party. She has no That's... constituency in her own party. So the Biden people are now distancing themselves. You know, I think the 2022s, if the Republicans can organize, and this Georgia governor thing is not a good thing for the GOP. I disagree. Uh, You want to put money on it, Abrams wins? I think she's she's a strong, formidable candidate from the get-go, but if Kemp has the nomination, he he will lose to her. Sonny, uh, uh, David Perdue has a much better chance. I'll tell you why. Is is Kemp has been a horrible governor, and he's okay, failed to you, unify his own base it. and his own party. Right. And I actually think that Purdue will will edge him out and get the nomination and have a better shot. Um, having Herschel Walker on the ticket, I think, will help the Republican Party. Herschel's no a rock star in win. Georgia, and he'll win. Warnock will lose. But what I'm trying to get across is that 
Republicans need to unite. And they're not united. It would be ideal, but it's impossible. There's no the MAGA make America great again. America first uh, Georgia voter is never going to vote for Kemp ever, Bill. I Listen, I believe you, but it weakens the uh, Republican Party across the board if there's a lot of primaries. You know, you saw the new Gallup poll that just came out. Seventy percent of Republicans will vote for Donald Trump if he runs again. Seventy percent. Now, that'll go up to 80, 85, depending on who's running against him. But nobody can primary Trump now, okay? Because you're not going to beat him. Uh, there's no Republican going to beat him. There's no uh, Republican that will, will primary him except for Chris Christie, who sold, you know, uh, 2,400 books his first week. You know book sales. That yeah. is an unmitigated failure. Christie's not going to primary him. It takes too much money. Uh, and an organization, and Christie didn't have that kind of money. But you have the never Trumpers that they they want to purge the party of all things yeah, Trump. Yeah, that's, that's over now. It's over. They'll tell that to Liz Cheney because she's aligned well, herself with lose. the people that called her father a war a, a yeah. war criminal and we murderer. Know why she did what she did, but she's going to lose. She's not going to be a congressman. She's now. down eighteen percent. Yeah, right. She's she's done, and so is Murkowski in Alaska. So I suggested Donald Trump that he just pull back a little and let the enemy destroy itself. Okay? I think it's a good strategy. I agree 100% with just you. Just let them, and, and when I say enemy, I don't just mean the Democratic Party. I mean the never-Trumpers. Because, look, what Americans are now assessing is, I voted for Biden, and I'm getting killed. You know, my, my bumper sticker at BillOReilly.com is, regret your 2020 vote yet? Uh, that's our big sale. By the way, you're, you're, you're always selling something. And let me guess, the next words out of your mouth is, makes a great Christmas uh, stocking stuffer. Go does. ahead. Of course it does. <laughs> I want to pay my people very well. You know, I'm a small business here. Um, it's not small anymore, but... Well, listen, I, I'm going to have to run here only because sure. of the constraints of time. But um, you get your tour started this weekend, Fort Lauderdale, Orlando, with President Trump. Um uh, people can follow you on Twitter. Just go to BillOReilly.com, and uh, all things O'Reilly exist there. And uh, congratulations on the tour. Have a great time, and uh, we'll talk more about it next week. Thank you for having me. 800-941-SEAN, our number. You want to be a part of the program. Quick break. Right back. We'll continue. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. We'll get to your calls here in a second. Alec Baldwin confronted by a New York Post reporter. I, this guy is a rageaholic. This, this guy's unhinged. And, you know, the more he talks, and then you go back to that Stephanopoulos interview, Georgie interviewing him with the dramatic music, and and then Leo Terrell's comments, yeah, every word he just uttered was, you know, the, every I was dotted, every T was crossed by his lawyers. And I thought about it, and I said, wow, that, that has to be the case. And that is his, that that's now going to be his line about the shooting that occurred on the set of this movie, Rust. And then all of, you know, him losing, losing it emotionally, breaking down, crying. Actors do that every day. I'm more suspicious now based on that interview than I was before. Originally, I said, ah, I don't think this guy went to work planning to kill somebody. It was an accident. Obviously, somebody screwed up. Let's, we need to find out what happened. And I believe in due process and the presumption of innocence, even for a jackass like Alec Baldwin. Uh, but just, you know, this is a typical Alec Baldwin. I'm a public figure. I've dealt with this 
myself many times. People sticking cameras in my face. You know, everybody's got a camera. Everybody's got an iPhone. And I just say, hi, how are you? Nice to meet you. And, you know, just very gently walk away. Why does he get so pissed off? Linda, you've known me for 17 years. The times I do get mad, how long does it last? A minute? Two minutes? First of all, you never show in public. Absolutely not. Never. No, never. I have never seen you lose your cool. Just the opposite. I get very calm. Literally. The more hostile someone gets, you typically laugh in their face. And then you're like, well, I hope you have a better day. See you later. I mean, it's amazing. It doesn't bother me. It really, but even if it, it did, does. you're smart enough not to lose it and not be disrespectful in public. You're like, I'm a public figure. These are the things that we subscribe to when it we go, take it, this listen, type it of goes job. Along and that's with it. the territory, and right. some of it's good. Like you got a lot of benefits. Um, it's a little harder now in New York than it's ever been for me, and as a result, I am very careful. And because I don't want to put anyone else that's around me, my kids or whatever, in in harm's way either. Um, You know that I had U.S. Open tickets all this year. You know, I didn't go one time. No, you did not. And I gave the tickets away. And I've done that for a couple of years now because it's just not worth it anymore. Um, And I finally just gave up the tickets altogether. I said, I don't go anyway. Cost a fortune. Why Why am I paying for this? What? It does. It costs a fortune. It's so expensive. And the entire time you're there, you're getting accosted. Well, that the, if it's somebody saying hi, whatever, be nice, great. If it's if I'm with people that I care about and it's a confrontation, that, I can't accept that part of it. So I, you know, I, I've just you know, that's why I'm a recluse. You, you know, I'm a recluse. Yeah, um, it, it's unfortunate. It's, no, I actually like my life the way it is. As but you know what I mean. Like, there's there's a fine line between, hey, I love your work. I love what you do. Thanks so much for all you do. And then someone literally walking alongside of you on New York City, you know, as you're going through something for 10 blocks. And it's like, uh, yeah, so we're We've done. experienced that. Uh, yeah, a lot. Um. Anyway, let's play Alex's latest anger management problem. What brings you to New York City? I asked you to leave. Mr. Ball, and why, who, who's, who's here? I asked you to go away. Please go away. have a photograph under somebody's private uh, home. This is not, this is not in my room. Are you? Private home. This is not in this, this is public property. Go away. Who's here? Did you really not pull the trigger? So Dr. Oz sends me uh, this article today, and I'm, I'm supporting him, I think most of you know, for Senate in, in Pennsylvania. I've known him for years. And we had him on TV last night, and I thought he did a really good job. We went through the issues. People are trying to say, well, at one point he was this. Isn't it so reminiscent of where we were with Donald Trump? Um, Now, Dr. Oz, literally the Philadelphia Inquirer published that they will no longer use his professional title doctor. I've never heard of this. Didn't we don't we call the first lady Dr. Jill Biden? Doesn't the media call her Dr. Jill Biden? And I assume she has a Ph.D. Um, or Dr. Professor Christine Blasey Ford. Remember in the Kavanaugh case, I've never heard of a case like this. Now, you may not like Dr. Oz. So that's fine. Um, but most people do. The P- I, I predict he's going to win that Senate race. That's my prediction. And we'll see, you know, this is a guy that went to four years of medical school. This is a guy that did 4,000 heart operations. 
This is a guy that I got to know during COVID really well because we'd talk at three in the morning because he was calling all around the world to get information that he could give to the country and his audience in in terms of an, any anecdotal information that might save lives. He was so dedicated to it. And it's just sad. You know, the women of The View um, apparently think that what, what's happened to him? He's gone to the dark side. Listen. What happened to him? What happened to him? He's gone over to the dark side. <laughs> he said this. Um, I tell you, schools are a very appetizing opportunity. I just uh, saw a nice piece in The Lancet, which is a medical journal, arguing that the opening of schools may only cost us 2 to 3% in terms of total mortality. And he was arguing that we should open up schools. And, and my thought was, so you're willing to sacrifice the lives of our children? Yeah. Was, was he willing? to sacrifice the lives of his children and his grandchildren and that's when right and and, that, well, he's not, and that's when i saw that's when i saw the turn in him um on every issue that i've asked him about and this i went through this with donald trump on donald nobody well hannity he gave money to hillary i said i understand that well you're saying he's going to govern like a conservative i said i stand by that too but Hannity, how do you explain he was once pro-choice? Now he says he's pro-life. I said, he's changed his mind. And how did I know that? I knew him for 25 years. Now, as we talk so often over COVID, at some point, Dr. Oz started saying, I think people need to run for office. And he said he wanted to run for office. Um, do people like think, Linda, that I don't ask questions about the First Amendment, about the Second Amendment? about where they stand on taxes and regulation and health care and school choice and border security and energy independence, because that's all I ever talk about. I mean, yeah, and, the, and, and, and why would I support somebody that I knew wouldn't wouldn't I, I wouldn't agree with? I wouldn't support him otherwise. But you see, here's the problem, right? So it's twofold. Number one, liberals will only talk to people that agree with every single thought and idea they have. And they thought that Dr. Oz was one of them and would just capitulate. And they've seen through COVID and how he has followed actual science and actual facts and just kind of gone through various cases and, and individual, you know, medical reactions to COVID. And they don't like it. They just want him to just go and play along and agree with everything they say. They know that you, on the other hand, will have a real conversation with somebody. You love to talk to people that disagree with you. You love the idea of, okay, sure, you think one thing and I don't. and Okay, change my mind. You know, you love that. So now the left is like, oh, well, Oz is on his side. So that means that Oz is, is not like us. And then our side is saying, oh, he's on their side. It's like, no, just talk to the person. Find out I'll, what they're I'll give about. you some examples. And these are people that I have no axe to grind with. And, and for example, Glenn Beck. And as they, they attacked me regularly because they wanted Ted Cruz to win. Now, I happen to like Ted Cruz. My belief in 2016 was that Ted couldn't win. At some point, I got to that point and that Trump was a phenomenon. And I had the additional knowledge that other people didn't have where he stood on issues and that what he was saying was what he really believed. Because I had, you know, I have a 25 year history with the guy. And I knew he would govern conservatively. Now, I would go on the air and say that. 
And everybody else would say, well, wait a minute. He said this about being pro pro abortion. And he said this about Hillary Clinton. And he went to their wedding and he went to this and he went to that. And, and I'd say, I know, but I'm telling you, this guy is conservative and he played the game in New York so he could keep putting up buildings and making money. And he knew it was a game the entire time. Now, that's that's those are the rules set by the swamp. You know, I, I have nothing against. I actually understand why Glenn Beck might have been skeptical of Trump. I don't think he is anymore. You know, Ben Shapiro, remember with Alicia, they had a show out in Los Angeles and, and they were friends of ours. And still, I have no problem with either one of them. And it was the same thing with them. I'd get, you know, anecdotally, people would write me You're being attacked again. And, and I put my conservative credentials on the line because I knew something to be true. And I would yeah, say it, that Dr. Oz is the same exact situation. Yeah, and, and the situation is just this. If you have your own thoughts, if you have your own opinions, if you have collected that information and made your own opinion, and it doesn't match the liberal woke culture that we currently live in or the rhino right, then you're not. we can't be friends anymore. And that's what we have learned through Trump and COVID. If we can't agree on Trump and COVID, we can't be friends. We can't have dinner with our family. We can't talk about it anymore. That's that's for sure what what I've heard and what I've learned. Listen, uh, it is it is it's hostile. It is just one of these moments in time where, I mean, there's just no patience for other points of view. I don't know why liberals seem to be incapable of having this discussion because I don't have any problem with it or rhinos for that matter. I mean, yeah. look at McConnell. McConnell needs to go. Listen, what McConnell did here is betray the entire Republican Party. He went behind the back of every Republican and he made a deal with Pelosi and a deal with Schumer. Now, the question is, will he get nine other dopey Republicans to go along with him? This time, it's a line in the sand for me. Any of any nine people that join with Mitch McConnell are, are, as far as I'm concerned, will never get my support again. I don't care who it is. We need term limits five minutes ago. We need these people out of office. They need their job security taken away from them. They don't have to deal with any of the problems that we deal with. They're not facing any of the mandates the American people are facing. And so McConnell doesn't care about it because it doesn't affect his life. So why should he care about yours? It's time for him to go. And everyone who's agreed with him needs to go, Republicans in the Senate need a new leader. I don't care who it is. I'll take anybody over him. Anybody over him is well said. All right, quick break. We'll come back. I'll get to your calls next. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. The left wants to silence Hannity. Don't let it happen. Make the commitment now. Three hours every day at 3 p.m. This is the Sean Hannity Show. All right, back to our phones now. Let's say hi to Patty is in Illinois. Patty, hi. How are you? Glad you called. Hi, Sean, and thanks for having me on the show today. Thank you. Um, I was wanting to speak to you. I heard your uh, guest, uh, Bill O'Reilly, whom I really like and miss, um, was talking over everything that went on, especially with Biden yesterday uh, in his conversation 
when I listen to Jake Sullivan, but then just listening to you guys now with Linda talking, um, what happened. I agree with you, Sean. I can't believe what Mitch McConnell did. Um, there is so much going on in the news every day. I don't know how you keep up with it. You do a great job. I love your show. I love the Hennedy Thank show. You. But how in the world, um, what really gets me is these never-Trumpers and people like McConnell, they sold out our country, the United States of America, to be, what, a few mean tweets or you want to do something because, and frankly, I found President Trump to be a breath of fresh air. I proudly supported him. See, both, President Trump wouldn't times. support, would not do what Mitch McConnell's doing, and he'd be loud about it. He would be outspoken about it. I'll give you the last word. And this is what gets me what we need to talk to. We need people like Jim Jordan. We need positive constitutional conservatives that are going to support America first, our constitutional way of life and values here, because we're getting, I used to be what I would consider middle income. I'm low income now. I'm barely making it. But you know what? I love this country and I believe in it. And I know if we can get 2022, get back to House and the Senate, and then 2024. It'll be a new day. It'll be morning in America again. We'll be, we'll we'll eliminate this insanity of socialism and we'll, and the country will rebound quickly. I'm very confident of that. I I do worry on the national security side. I don't think we'll be able to recover because of the damage. Um. Anyway, good call, Patty. Thank you. And I'm sorry you're struggling a little bit, like so many other people. It's it's so unnecessary and so preventable.